Grab your bat microphone, it's time to start the show. Like a quarter of owls, the mystery is starting to grow. Let there be no debate, it's about to begin. Keen like Bruce Wayne, quick like Tim Drake, fierce like Damien. Grab your headphones, listen up, you know you love it, drop the facade. Like the Dark Knight Detective, they've got some perspective. They're a pure crime-fighting collective. It's the Bat Pod. Welcome to the Bat Pod, Episode 1. My name is Bill Beer, and joining me as co-host on the Bat Pod, Joey Galvez. Hey, how's it going, Bill? Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Here is our co-host, Joey. I really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you having me. I'm, I'm feel, I feel lucky to be on here with you because... This is a cool thing. You revived your old podcast, and you asked me to help you out. That was a pretty cool thing to do. If you're joining the Bat Pod for the first time, we are a comic book podcast. We are a review discussion podcast, but we're a little bit different. We're going to try to be a little bit different. We're not going to do a review where we tell you, yeah, you should read this, or you shouldn't read it, or give it a rating. We're going to be a little bit different. We're going to try to stand out from the rest. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have a a little bit of trivia, a little bit of character spotlight in there, and a little discussion. And then we're going to have some discussion on some books tonight. The Bat Pod is a spoiler podcast. Please read the comics we're reviewing so you can enjoy the show. And let's get to the books. Our first issue is Batman number 54. Tom King is your writer. Matt Wagner is your artist. Tamu Moray is your colorist. Clayton Cowles is your letterer. Brittany Holzner is your associate editor. And Jamie S. Rich is your editor. And in this particular issue, Batman and Nightwing spend some quality time together. Dick actually tries to cheer up Bruce... While fighting some classic villains, the Condiment King and Crazy Quilt, and they enjoy those cucumber sandwiches. (laughs) This was was an issue. (laughs) Yes, have you ever had a cucumber sandwich? I never have, actually. Me and my wife were talking about this issue last night, and we were talking about... I would I, I can go for some cucumber sandwiches, and she told me, yeah, you would never touch the things. <laughs> yeah, does that sound... I mean, as a kid, I mean, they have that scene in there where Bruce is saying, "Here, here, here's your dinner, it's a cucumber sandwich. We love cucumber sandwiches. Would that be something that sounds... <laughs> I mean, I like cucumbers in a salad, uh-huh. but in a sandwich, that doesn't sound too appealing. It sounds like... Right. It would be a little soggy or something oh, like man. that. I don't know. I I mean I like it, you know, cucumber water. Have you ever had that? It's so refreshing. It's 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 it tastes really good. But I don't know if I would have it in a sandwich. What would what would you put in there? Uh would you put just just cucumbers? Do you have it with cheese? <laughs> Mayonnaise? I, I, don't, I know. don't know. Oh man. I don't I don't know. I don't know if that I don't know if we need to get the condiment king in here and help us out with this one or not. <laughs> When we get into this book, you know, you see these classic villains, and I'm holding up, you know, the quoting fingers, <laughs> classic villains, because these are villains I remember. I remember more of the crazy quilt back in uh, earlier issues of Batman, you know? Yeah. Uh, not so much the Condiment King, and, and really, 
reading this, and I do think the Condom King did show up in Arkham Asylum in early issues of Rebirth. Okay. But I didn't know too much about either one of these characters other than they're kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty It's pretty funny, man. I, 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 I'd probably react to the same way uh, to see these characters the same way that Nightwing did, you know, it's just it's just hysterical. It's they're kind of funny, but you know they're fun. And as I was going through this issue, I I had to look past at how ridiculous they were, and I had to sit back and say, okay, this is actually a fun book because you get some kind of nostalgia, uh, you know, feeling to it, and then you kind of there's some you know some callbacks to Batman sixty six here and there. It's it's a really fun issue. Oh yeah, definitely with the villains you get that totally. Yeah, I I I liked that aspect, that callback aspect. You know, there was some some areas of this this issue that was a little weird, a little off, but uh, you know, I I enjoyed it. I did I did enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I mean, there was uh, Nightwing had some good quips here. You know, <laughs> yeah, he did. He's talking about the the uh, crazy quilt, and he says. What is he gonna crochet us to death? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what though? My wife brought up, and, and now that we're talking about Crazy Quilt, and he, there's a moment where he says he's gonna hypnotize him and all this this stuff, right? My wife had this theory going where you know she that all those all those flashbacks that Nightwing was having, she was wondering is that because he was hypnotized or was he actually having these flashbacks? And I sat there and started thinking, huh, that's actually kind of a a, a good um, you know perspective to think about that because now it made me think of this book in a different way. And we talk about it a little bit better, but it was actually kind of a cool theory that she had. Actually, that might not be a bad theory. I mean, he doesn't show up after the... But the flashbacks don't start until, you know, he tries to hypnotize him with his little lights. Right. And that's where it kind of made me think, huh, that maybe maybe he did hypnotize them and all these kind of flashbacks is, is kind of dream sequences kind of a thing or something. I don't know. It's a different... Well, I, I do think the flashbacks are real. I don't think yeah. it's like a dream or anything. Yeah. But I do, he might be thinking about, you know, you know, because the, they talk about the cucumber sandwiches, but you'd really get some good characterization of Dick when he was younger. Right. I did like that. Him and Batman and and see some of that relationship, but the ridiculous characters, I mean, <laughs> really, what what is it in here? He says, what happens, you hypnotize us with the lights in your helmet, what happens if we close our eyes uh-huh. and just tackle you? Yeah, he's, just, he's just, we'll just close our eyes and jump over there and punch you. <laughs> right, right. And, and I always thought about that, too, like when... <laughs> when people do this hypnotizing thing is like before you even get and people are like oh my gosh i got whammied but uh, what if you just close your eyes and the, the, do they still hypnotize you <laughs> that i do not know. <laughs> I, I would think they would not <laughs> yeah but the, did you notice about batman's costume here you know the the underwear is back yes i did i did notice yeah that. you actually saw that at the end of last issue uh-huh. when he changes his costume so it must be a permanent change i like it i like it you know <laughs> so superman has the shorts back you're a fan of wearing the underwear on the outside huh <laughs> sure well i never really thought it that way did you ever think 
of it as the underwear on the outside when they had these costumes. Really. You know, I never really, I don't know. I don't know if it was like some kind of uh, cod piece or something, but <laughs> I never really thought of it as that until, you know, pop culture, people making fun of it. And, you know, I never really thought of it that way. But, you know, we did see it at the end of the last issue where he says, you know, because he's coming off that breakup with Selena Kyle and she left him at the altar or they left each other at the altar, uh, altar whatever you want to say. But, and he did say, I'm not going to wear that same suit that I was in when she did that to me. So, uh, yeah. So we yeah. see that, see that this is actually happening here. He's, he's, he's bringing out the old school suit. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. And the whole goal of Nightwing here, you know, he, he thinks Batman's depressed. Yeah. He actually gets Batman to chuckle, and you see where he is in pain. He is in pain over this. Yeah. This whole breakup, you know, in issue 50, you see maybe this has all been set up by Bane mm-hmm. and his group of villains. So it's interesting to see... It's interesting to see where this is going to go and and how Batman, yeah. you know, he's been he's been it's been four issues, so you know, we're going to to Tom King's run is going to like 102, 103, so it would be interesting. I'd like to see when the villains actually show up and see the part they actually played in this whole plot right. or if this was a real connection. I mean, I, to be honest, I didn't love the the relationship between Catwoman, Batman, that wasn't something mm-hmm. that really connected with me. But it'd be interesting to see if this was set up by Bane or there was something... You know, there was right. something always there, but I want to see how this was, you know, put together. Yeah, it would be definitely interesting to see that kind of concept come into play. And, and I would like to see that a little bit sooner rather than later. You know, I don't know if I want to wait another 50 issues to see uh, another big story come out of this. I, I and I do like this issue because we do get a little bit of a background of the relationship between uh you know father figure and son you know and, and you get that little that that feeling of this this oh well that's refreshing and this is you know this is a really great relationship between father and son kind of a thing and I did like that aspect and, and if I'm gonna talk about uh you know you know anything positive about that this issue. I think that's what I would get out of this. That, that, you know, it gave us an insight into the relationship a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. And the one thing that I really loved about this issue is the art. Matt Wagner. I love his art. Did you like the art? I, I There were some areas where I, did, where I had a little bit of a problem with the art. You did? Yeah, there's... I. I I just... there like Some of the faces were a little weird to me. And there were some areas where... Uh, in some of the flashbacks where, you know, young uh, Dick Grayson here, is he looks like one age, and then you kind of flip a couple pages uh, later, he almost look like he looks like he's a little bit older. Well, I think that's what it's meant to happen, well, you know? Well, he's wearing the he's, same, he's, he's wearing the same clothing, like, in, where he's wearing... Oh, the same, the same clothing, okay. Yeah, like when he's wearing the green, he looks like he's a little bit younger, he's like, maybe like, um... Nine or okay, ten, and you see him from the side, and you see some of the shading around yeah, his eyes. Yeah, and now okay. he looks like he's like he could be fourteen, fifteen, and so I, I, there areas areas where I saw that I was like, huh, he, is he like progressing in age? Like, 
like uh every every minute he gets older a year older or something but that was the only thing that i had uh some things like that but other than that i did yeah. like the look of 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 the them when they're in their suits it did look pretty cool i did like that condiment came looked very similar to to batman <laughs> yeah yeah that was kind of cool so so you have anything else to add on this issue no how i'm i'm craving some cucumber sandwiches right about now Oh, <laughs> you are the only one, my friend. You are the only one. <laughs> to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. You're ready to move up. So, our next segment is called Topic of the Week. And we're going to bring up a topic, and we'll talk about it for a few minutes. This week's topic is, what is your favorite Batman movie? Yeah. And you can start off. Well, I am a product of the 90s. I was born in the 80s, and I was, you know, growing up in the 90s. So, I really love the Michael Keaton Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. That was my favorite, and I think that made me... Uh, a fan of Tim Burton from that moment on and and you know Danny Elfman and that kind of stuff and I loved it because you you in the in that movie and that was right around the time that I was watching the animated series which was awesome too and I liked that they brought the same kind of music into the movie and I was like this is awesome and, and I love this that the, these two things are a part of my childhood and that was that that has to be one of my favorites i i like the the first keaton one and the second one you know batman returns so yeah. awesome those are my all-time favorite but if i had a second uh, something that came in close second i think i would have to say the nolan trilogy is 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 awesome because i like that they that they brought in a different take on Batman. He made him a little bit more realistic and a little bit more personable. Let's say that he was humanizing him as well. <laughs> but I did those. I think if I was going to say, you know, it would be my top one would be Batman, the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton one. And then the Nolan trilogy would be coming close second. That's cool. That's cool. I thought you were going to mention Batman and Robin for a minute. <laughs> You know, George Clooney had you at hello or something like that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I don't like I don't like my Batman with uh with nipples on his suit. <laughs> I'd rather him with the <laughs> underwear on the outside. Yeah, thanks Joel Schumacher. <laughs> no no, my favorite Batman movie is Batman from nineteen eighty nine. You know, Michael Keaton. Yep. It always stuck with me. I mean, when that movie was coming out, oh, you couldn't wait to get to the theater. Oh, yeah. There were kids running inside the theater to sit in the first row, which is insane. Mm -hmm. But the first row, you see Jack Nicholson as the Joker for the first time. It just gave you chills. Mm -hmm. This movie was not perfect, especially watching it now. It's not a perfect movie, (laughs) but it is my favorite that's come out. The second one, Batman Returns, I enjoyed it. Not as much as the first one. It was very... It was darker. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely darker than the first one. But I did enjoy Batman Forever when it came out. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I did. 
it's definitely not my favorite, but I did enjoy Batman yeah. and Robin. I couldn't stand when it came out. As soon as I saw them, you know, skateboarding from space, <laughs> that had me right there. <laughs> that was like, I yeah. I do have an appreciation for that movie now. Yeah. When I watch that now, and I do still watch it whenever it's on or whatever, mm -hmm. but my appreciation of that movie is, you know, it's very similar to the Batman 66 series okay. type of thing with cheesy lines <laughs> and different things like that. So I do appreciate it a little. I definitely do not love it. But, yeah, the Nolan series I really enjoyed. The Dark Knight is probably my second favorite movie. Mm -hmm. Batman Begins is right up there. I didn't enjoy the 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 last one as much. Oh, really? Yeah, I, it was okay to me. It was okay. But I didn't enjoy the storyline as much as the other two. And then, you know, at the end, I, I know it was the ending to a trilogy, but I didn't enjoy that one as much as I did the other two i sure. i liked it i liked the whole i mean if i was going to take a whole like just a character and say that what character i liked out of that movie uh, i think i would say bane but not when he became bane and he put it on his mask and all that stuff i think i would like it when we heard his little origin story and how he we got that little background uh and he was you yeah know, i love that when he was in that prison and he had to yeah, oh, yeah, his way yeah. out that's right out of the comics yeah, that's right I out loved of the comics it. that was that was one of my favorite uh, pieces of that movie. And the whole, when I heard the, you know, I heard rumors that that, that he was going to break Batman's back. I said, oh, man, they're pulling that right out of the comics, too. And I was, it was just amazing. You know, I loved it, too. And, and, and if I'm going to touch a little bit on Batman Forever, <laughs> I did. I do remember when they were um, announcing who was going to be. Uh, some of the characters in there and this was right at the top of some of these people's you know careers you know you had Jim Carrey and, and when I heard he was going to be a part of it I said oh man are they going to like change this and they're going to re reboot the reboot this movie and he's going to be the Joker oh please let him be the Joker and I heard that he was the Riddler great and I and when I watched the movie I was like dude he's playing the Joker that is what Joker is, you know, I, I almost, I, I thought to myself, man, I wish he was playing that character rather than, uh, the Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that totally. You can see that he would have made, he would have made a good Joker. Yeah. Riddler, uh, the, the storyline in there was, yeah, Joel Schumacher, <laughs> you know, he comes in, he puts neon lights on the machine guns, bat nipples. <laughs> but the thing that I really loved about that movie is I loved Robin. Yeah. Especially when he turned up in the costume for the first right. time. Seeing that on film, you know, sometimes I just went right to that scene just to watch yeah, that was, the first time and to watch the ending. That was an exciting you know? time. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that was early 90s, though. Yeah, because for the longest time, you didn't think that Robin was ever going to show up. He did show up in that one scene where he had, like, a fake Robin costume. <laughs> yeah. You know, that looked kind of bad, but, yeah. Oh, when he was yeah. doing the Flying Grayson thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of cool, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's cool. Are they going to, you know, are they going to bring him in as Robin? Is this gonna is this gonna happen? I got excited. I have to say, when I watched that movie for the first time, I got a little excited. But now, as I'm as I'm a little bit older, 
I will never admit that, and it's kind of horrible that you're recording me saying this. Well, <laughs> you just admitted it. It's on. It's being recorded. It's going to live forever oh, online. No. Oh, no. <laughs> so there you go. Please don't hold it against me. <laughs> you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So let's head back to the books. All right, so we're going to have Detective Comics 987. On the outside finale, Brian Hill is the writer, Miguel Mondancho is the penciler, and Diana Egea on the inks, and Adriana Lucas. And we got Sal Cipriano on the letters. We've got Karma back, and now we've got Black Lightning, and we saw Katana show up on the last issue before this one. She's here, and she's going to give the team a little bit of insight. Everybody except for Batgirl, we've got The Signal, Orphan, Black Lightning, Batman, and they're all going to team up to fight Karma. And do we really know where that mask comes from? Still don't know, but this is it. So in this one, this this is actually kind of cool. I like this issue. How did you I like it? I love this whole, you know, set of issues I I love this. This this the ending though. I, I liked it. It 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 and you know it sets up. Uh, they already had the announcement for it that sets up Batman and the Outsiders, and I'm I'm definitely on board for that. I'm definitely on yeah. board for that. So, did you did you get a little frustrated not knowing where this mask came from, or are you, or do you think that they're going to give us a little bit more information and if it's actually alien technology? Well. You're going to find out more about the villain, and you see her, you know, show up in in this issue, and I think you're going to find out more, because it's totally setting up that the war on Markovia is going to be in Batman and the Outsiders. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I have to say, you know, one of the things that really hit me in this series, and there are some unique things that happens in this, what was it, four or five issues, I don't know the top of my head how many he actually did but Brian Hill I mean he has some unique ideas and one of the ideas that really blew me away mm-hmm. a couple issues ago was when Batman you know he he was he was fighting karma and karma knew who he was and he's like I should be able to remember who this is. I don't know who this is. I should be able to remember who this is. Right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to jog my memory with some adrenaline. I'm going to drive fast in a car <laughs> off a cliff, and that will jog my memory. <laughs> that was totally awesome. <laughs> right. But- yeah. <laughs> is that... Should we insert... Should we insert... Uh, uh, a Ricky Bobby, I want to go. Seriously. I like to go fast in here. <laughs> that was incredible. I thought that was incredible. And you know, the signal, Cassandra Kane, at least recently, and nothing against the previous writers that was doing Detective Comics, but they're so well written because the whole setup is for yeah. this to go into Batman and the Outsiders, but that whole team black lightning they're so well written you get a lot of good characterization with the whole team and i love love the part you know where the signal is asking Gitana, 
He's like, is your husband really in that sword? And she said, his soul is. Creepy as hell. <laughs> creepy as hell. <laughs> and he's like, creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, you know, when we see this team actually in action for the first time, you got that panel where you got Black Lightning in the, in the middle, you got Signal back there, Orphan and Katana up front, and they're just going going for it. That was one of my favorite panels there. I I quite enjoyed that. And, and, you know, they worked pretty well together here. I liked the whole dynamic between all of them. Oh, and the other thing I really enjoyed, you were thinking, okay, he can read people's minds. He The, the reason he defeated Batman uh-huh. previously is he read his mind. He knew what moves he were going to make. So it was suggested to Batman... I think it was Katana that said, put images in your mind he's not going to like. Yeah. That's the way to defeat him. And he does. Yeah. She says, she says, she says, Batman, you can, you cannot shield your mind from him. Then fill it with things he will fear to know. And he's got some of the greatest thing. I mean, he has the murder of his parents, the Joker murdering Robin, Jason Todd. You know, Raish, yeah. I'm betting that's right from Nightfall. You got Raish Bane Ghoul, looks like he's coming back. out of the Lazarus pit, yeah. And Bats. And and do you feel do you feel bad for this villain? Because really, Batman created this villain. You know, uh, Bats basically gouged out his eyes. Not to be too graphic, but... <laughs> so... But he does say he's going to heal his mind, so I do think this character is going to show up again in Batman: and The Outsiders. And I don't have, I don't have any doubts that this Batman and the Outsider series is going to be fantastic. And I guarantee you one thing: we're going to do that Batman: and The Outsiders on this show because I love the writing so much. That's awesome. So if I was going to critique. Anything from this this run, this arc with Karma, is I noticed that one of those scenes or one of those panels when he was showing Batman what the bats had did to his face, it was very easily for the mask to come off. But in this issue, it was really hard and difficult for that mask to come off. You could almost see like pieces of flesh being peeled from his face and it was sticking to the mask. How did you feel about that? Did you think that it was that... You know, I, I had a thought, and it did, doesn't show up in this issue, um, but I hope that they touch on this. I had this theory that if this is alien technology, is it, every time that he keeps this on, the longer that he keeps this mask on, it, maybe it fuses to his face, and it, and it's harder and harder for him to be without this mask and he almost it's almost like a drug he needs to keep it on and longer so that he can feel that power did you ever did you get that kind of idea yeah that's what i was thinking you know i didn't really think about it ahead of time but when you mentioned his mask being ripped off i think part of that is meant for dramatic he's he's brain dead you know him ripping the mask off but it, it might be true if this is alien technology it might be true that you know the longer you know sort of like uh Venom, you know, in Marvel, you know, uh, the the more that you have the symbiote, you know, the more you're addicted to it, and it does give him a power. Without it, he's kind of blind, and you know, he, yeah. 
But with this, he has superhuman powers. He can read minds. Yeah, he's strength. Strength, yeah. And even see, there's even moments where it looks like he can't even. He's almost indestructible at some points. Yeah, I I like this issue a whole lot. It was, it, it, I think it was one of my favorites of this entire run. It I did feel like at the end of it that it kind of it was a little abrupt, an, an abrupt ending a little bit. But I think it worked though. It yeah. worked for 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 what it was. I, what it did. I can see that if it was just you know him coming in and giving him one punch. Without him coming up with, you know, a way to defeat him, you know, filling his mind. If you think of all the people in the DC Universe that could defeat him, uh, uh-huh. we're not talking about Superman. Somebody without superpowers that could put images in his mind to defeat right. somebody, it would be him. Yeah, yeah, because he's got, he's got some skeletons in his closet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I liked it. I liked this issue. Do you think that they were setting this up to see if he can, he's we're going to see him go to the sanctuary? That character, I'm not so sure about that. It's yeah. it's possible, but I'm not so sure about that because I think it's for superheroes, not necessarily. But then then Poison Ivy went to the sanctuary, so that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting to see, but I'm not so sure about that. I think Bruce is going to mm-hmm. have a little control of where he goes, so he can get to him and find out what's really going on in Markovia. And yeah. And he, he said he's going to heal his mind. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible, but you never know. And then I like this last, this last uh, few pages here where we, we see them spell out, you know, the outsiders and, and he talks to black lightning here and he says, your team is called the outsiders. They've been hinting at it for, for a while now. But but here they actually spell it out for you, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. You do see Superman show up here. The only critique uh-huh. that I have in this book is Superman, you know, giving Jefferson Pierce some advice saying, don't become him. Which, right. Which, okay, I can see that, but in a way it's like, isn't Superman your pal? Aren't you best buds? You're, you just right. went to the carnival with him a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? It, it was. It did feel a little off. Like, why are you? What, what kind of bone do you got to pick with him now? Yeah, that's my only. That's my only real issue in uh, this particular issue was that was Superman and that right. that just the last word. But uh, it didn't bother me a whole lot. I thought it was a little off, but no, it didn't bother me a whole lot. So. <laughs> Welcome to the Bat Pod Stump Your Co-Host segment. Listen while Bill tries to stump his co-host. Can he do it? Let's wait and find out. And welcome to Stump the Co-Host. And that means stumping Joey. At, le- <laughs> at least for today. We'll see if we'll change, or change it around in the future. So I have two questions. You're supposed to be the biggest okay. Batman fan around, right? Um, according to me, I guess. <laughs> there you go. So so you'll definitely... There is cash and prizes with this. So be very Ooh. excited if you can get these. One is a pretty easy. I'm setting you up for an easy question, and I'm setting you up for one that's a little harder. I'm All gonna, right. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to go with the easy one first. 
you should be able to get this. All right. Everybody out there would be very disappointed if you didn't get this. So are you I'm ready? Gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my Batman card pulled if I don't get this one. <laughs> okay. What Batman miniseries, written by Jim Starlin, does Batman use a gun with rubber bullets? Oh man! And this is supposed to be the easy one. Are you, is this a trick this question? This is the easy one. <laughs> Do I? Is this going to be like a multiple choice? Not this one. <laughs> oh man! I dude, I failed. I failed this one. Failed. It's I Batman failed. the Cult. Oh, Tell, I haven't read that one. Uh okay. Where's your Batman card? Just go ahead and send that to me. Sorry, sorry. And we'll, and we'll rip ba- that up. <laughs> okay, we'll give you so this, horrible. We'll give you this next one here, and maybe you'll have an easier time with this. This is what I thought a hard one. Okay, we had the crazy quilt show up in Batman number fifty four. We just discussed earlier. What is the first appearance of the crazy quilt? And this is multiple choice. Okay. A. a Black Hawks number 180 from 1963. B. Batman number 241. C. Boy Commandos number 15. Or D. Detective number 432. Ooh, that's that's a tough one. Um... I think I'm just going to guess here. Okay. I'm going to go with A. Black Hawks number 180. And that would be slightly correct, but not all the way correct. Oh. Actually, the Crazy Quilt's first appearance on Earth 1 was Black Hawks number 180 from 1963 by Dick Dillon. But his Earth 2 first appearance was Boy <laughs> Commandos number 15, 1943. It was a trick question. Yes, 1943. <laughs> the art was actually done by Jack Kirby. Oh, man. So so I'll give you credit for one, but okay. you didn't win the cash and prizes. Actually, you would have won an all-expense-paid trip to Gotham City. You know. <laughs> oh, man. Two days, you know three what? nights at the Iceberg Lounge. Don't don't oh. win too much money though. You don't really want to uh, piss off the owner. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. uh, you don't want to get the wrong might... side of Mister Cobblepot. Because yeah, that I would... might become an ice centerpiece. Yeah, that would be bad for you. So <laughs> you know what? Me and my wife were actually planning on going out there sometime soon. And I don't think I don't think the Iceberg Lounge was on our uh, list there, but I was we were definitely going to be taking a trip out there pretty soon. Very cool, very cool. <laughs> so back to the issues. Our final issue tonight is going to be Batman Kings of Fear number one. It's written by Scott Peterson. Kelly Jones is the artist. Michelle Madsen is the colorist. Rob Lay letterer. Bill Sinkevich has a variant cover. Dave Wingas is the editor, and Jamie Rich is your group editor. And this issue is a complete throwback to the 90s. Batman takes a joyride with the Joker. He actually thwarts 
a mass breakout at Arkham Asylum where we see some of his more famous villains. I do have to mention this right off the bat. One of my favorite Batman artists of all time, Kelly Jones, big ears and all. A lot of people out there in the Twitterverse hate Kelly Jones. One of my favorite, not my favorite, but one of my favorites. I love seeing an arc with him. He's a perfect artist for Batman, in my opinion. Yes, this artwork was amazing. It was, I really liked it. I enjoyed this whole entire book. I think, I think if we're gonna say anything out of all three of these books that we're that we've been discussing, this is probably my favorite. Because there was a lot of things in here that really, that really brought me back. You know, in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. I even say late eighties because. There's always an issue of Batman that I always loved. It was Batman 400, where you have a mass breakout of villains, beginning of the issue. And, you know, I love seeing all those villains. And that's what you see Mm -hmm. here. I mean, we're not going to get into, hey, does this make sense? Or how did they break out? Or how did this happen? It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter. Just like the Joker. The best scene and best panel in this issue with the Joker, you know, sometimes the Joker, well, not sometimes, the Joker is written differently a lot. You know, if you talk mm-hmm. the last 20 years, how many times has he been written differently? But this Joker, right. you know, I don't think the Joker is really insane. I think he's mm-hmm. a psychopath, but I don't think he's really insane. He tries to be crazy. And I think that's part of the Joker's characterization. Like here, for instance, he's looking through a broken piece of, you know, one of these boxes. And you see he's poking his finger in and you see his eyeball. And he's like, are you in there? I think you might be in there talking about Batman. <laughs> you know, in front of his crew. And they're like, "Yeah, just be- he's a whack job. <laughs> he's looking right. for somebody in a box. <laughs> yeah, this was awesome. I loved it. I loved, you know, Joker Joker hearing this. It was if if I were ever to write a comic book or anything like that, this is the way I would write them. Like just just not like like super deranged and crazy wacko where he needs to be locked up in an insane asylum, but like criminally insane and like just just nuts, like just off the wall nuts just to be Nuts. Right. I think it was awesome. Yep. And they go on that, you know, I said a joy ride, but he takes <laughs> he takes out Joker, and you see his henchmen. And, you know, I love to see the fighting where you actually see the fighting, and it isn't, you know, see one kick and one punch, and it's over. But you see the fighting, and you know the panel the, yes, that he's taking out of that panel now. It's like 20, it's like a 20-panel page. Oh man, but it's so awesome. Like I said in the past that I was I was not a big fan with those multiple panel pages, but this this is an awesome way that they did it. It's like it's almost like an art piece. Like I would take this this panel here and put it up in the studio. That's how awesome it is. Yeah, that's very cool. I I love that and I love the conversation, you know. Joker is basically having the conversation, but Bat- it gets on Batman's nerves, I guess, and he gasses him. <laughs> After a certain point, he lets him talk, you know, and they get to Arkham, and 
I don't know who the head doctor is. I don't know if we're meant to know, but she really doesn't care for Batman at all. You know, bringing mm-hmm. in these villains, he's you know he's the reason that a part of the reason the villains are like this, and she doesn't appear right. to have have a love for him at all. But uh, right, and seeing those villains, hey, but did you notice? Did you notice back when they were doing that little joy ride there? What 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 car was that? Did you remember? Do you, does that ring a bell? Yeah. That, that's our that, favorite Batmobile. That car is right from Batman 89. Yep. Yeah. That when yeah. I saw that it excited yeah. me. It was so awesome. That was I loved cool it. to see. I I had forgotten yeah. about that, but yeah, that was very cool to see. I like I like seeing that. And I like that whole back and forth, you know, when they're in that car, you know, he lets them talk and how, how reserved is Batman in this moment? He just lets them talk and lets them talk. And then he gasses them before they get to Arkham Asylum. Yeah. (laughs) And I tell you, there, there were some good, you know, I like seeing all the villains there. They've broken out all the villains and you even see the penguin. And, And I know in later years, the penguin has gone to Blackgate, but in the beginning he okay. would go to Arkham too, so that makes yeah. perfect sense. You know, right, and you right. see him you see taking, there. you see him punching again. You know, he has that little device that takes out all the electricity, whatever device yeah. that is in his hand. That's kind of cool. And that was like a classic Batman move, you know? Oh yeah, like the lights go out and you all of a sudden you start hearing punches and you, you're like it may it put i put myself in that moment like imagining uh you know hearing people get punched and around me and not knowing where anybody was and then all of a sudden i get knocked out too it's just, it's an awesome moment i loved it cool and then we end up as i said with the scarecrow you know he gets the jump he actually scares batman with a boo usually it's batman <laughs> saying boo to people and he kind of hits him with his gas. So, yeah. Yeah, he gets him. Yeah. And I love that last page that, that you know, where you see Batman and he's, you see the Scarecrow's face and, you know, Batman looks like he's like, you know, like he has been gassed and he's going crazy because of this is his, you know, his, his fear toxin. And it's, this is awesome. I love it. Character Spotlight. And for this character spotlight, the character that I picked was none other than the Condiment King. You love some <laughs> Condiment King. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know too much about this character ahead of time. Really, I, I know he was in this issue and he looked kind of cool, but I didn't really remember him from older issues. So when I looked up and researched it, for the first time I'm learning actually where he was created. Now, I'm not a big... Batman the Animated Series guy. Okay. When Batman the Animated Series come out, I was in my mid-20s. So I didn't really catch oh, yeah. catch on to it until later on. But his first appearance was in Batman the Animated Series. Uh, you know, he was created by Bruce Timm and Paul Dini. It was actually season three, episode 27, Make Him Laugh. In this particular episode of the animated series, the Condiment King was a guy named Budley, Buddy Standler. 
a, okay. a former stand-up comedian. But, you know, in this series, I actually rewatched this series the other day just to get oh, yeah. a feel for it, and I didn't remember uh-huh. watching it previously. But the Condom King is in there, and, of course, he has he looks similar to what he did in the comics, you know, the uh, Batman number 54 that we did earlier. But he has some very cheesy, whimsical puns that he makes. He's like, the big bad bat guy. I knew you'd catch up to me sooner or later. How I relish this meeting. You, the dynamic Dark Knight, versus me, the conceptual Condiment King. Come, Batman, let's see if you can cut the mustard. <laughs> and and he actually gets chased by Batman and actually slips on ketchup and falls down and lands on a car. And you find out it was a comedian. But as we get into the comics, he went by a different name totally. He's actually Mitchell Mayo, and that's the current version that we had in Batman number 54's Mitchell Mayo. And he actually appeared in... Like, for one panel on one of the Rebirth issues when they were in Arkham Asylum. Uh-huh. And his actually first appearance in the comics was in Batgirl Year One, which was written by Chuck Dixon and Scott Beatty. And okay. he, he was basically like his counterpart from the animated series. He was like comic relief. He was taken down by uh-huh. Robin and Batgirl. He also appears in Bird of Prey. Number 37, he's taken down there with Black Canary, the the Robin, and Blue Beetle. And then he shows up in Robin number 171. That was actually in 2008. Robin beats him again, but he observes him as being a potentially dangerous villain because his, his... you know, condiment guns could cause uh-huh. anaphylactic shock. But it's still he's still kind of a ludicrous character. And later on, the condiment kings actually seemingly killed being bludgeoned by the human flame in the final Crisis Aftermath series called Run. Wow, he actually had quite an extensive uh, run, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple issues there, but <laughs> but he bit. doesn't go back that far. I mean, he came out of the animated series. He seems like a, a goofy character. It, it's cool to see, yeah. you know, characters like this once in a while if they're used properly. I don't know if I would want to do a whole issue on, like, a character like this, you know, because he seems <laughs> kind of ridiculous. But the way right. he was used in Batman 54, I think, was perfect. It was, you know, um, they definitely like to to give you some callback to these obscure characters sometimes. Yeah. It's pretty funny. They, they've been doing that a whole lot with Kite Man, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes a little too much, but, but yeah. So. Yeah, they won't shut up about that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my character spotlight. I enjoyed doing the research on that. So every episode we'll cool. have a different character spotlight and we'll switch between um, myself and Joey on... Who does the spotlight? Just a second while I retrieve my beanie, my hair, my tweezers, and my notes. That's about all that we have for you this evening. I hope you enjoyed it. It's our first episode, so we're kind of getting everything in line. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed 
what we're trying to put out and we're trying to do. Hopefully it's a little bit different than than some of the other Batman podcasts and and you know, we're a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Check out all those podcasts on the nerdylegion.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, we are in Twitter at, at @podbat and I am at Gotham Knight 13. And I am at MCDC Podcast. And we are also on iTunes. If you listen to us on iTunes, give us an iTunes review. The reviews help get us out there and show people that, you know, uh, it's an enjoyable podcast. If you did enjoy it, give us a good review. We'd really appreciate that. And finally, if you want to send us an email, we're at batpodpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. We'll read it on the show. You have any questions? You want to send us trivia? We'll we'll read some trivia. Just don't take my bat card. Well, I think your bat card's already gone. I already have it over here. <laughs> when we when okay. we record well, again, somebody you have please a, help me reissue mine. <laughs> you have a chance to get your bat card ba- back in our next episode. We'll see. Maybe All I'll right. go a little bit easier. Maybe I won't. We'll see how that goes. So, so next time will I ha- be able to have like a lifeline? <laughs> Possibly. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Awesome. Awesome. So, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I think that's awesome. I just this was a pretty fun, fun thing to do, to showcase our love for Batman and all Batman characters, whether they're your favorite or obscure. Pretty awesome. Love it. Very cool, very cool. So, if that's everything, until next time, same bat time, same bat channel, we will see you later. Later.